It's Casimir Engine Show podcast. Yeah, it's none of that podcast expressions that was happening last week. No way, Hozola. No, this is the full Monty. This is full fat, full leaded everything. I've been sent loads of cool stuff. You're listening to that's me, Casimir Engine. Casimir Engine. Hasn't that been done to death? Isn't ka, that so ka, ka. You think so? It's the Casimir engine. It's not Kakaka. This was the first thing I was sent. This is Real Experts. New album called Urban Myths. This is Exhibit and it is Ace. Oh, 
That is the fantastic Urban Myth exhibit from the album Urban Myth by Real Experts. I tell you what, it's a banging, banging album. Honestly, it's superb. Hey, we missed you, Kaz, with your Podcast Express last week. Thanks very much for saying. Oh, it was just a disaster. Went out and interviewed somebody, forgot to press the button. What a lemon. And this week, I'm fingers crossed, I'm still waiting for me phone to go pa-ching. But I'm supposedly, I've got two interviews. Two interviews tonight. So we're taken up with, one with a fantastic band from Buxton. They've been a favourite of mine for a couple of years now. And they've just released a new album. And Mark from the band has sent me the full track listings. And I'm going to play them for the first time on this podcast. I feel really, really cool about that. That's fantastic. And also, I'm trying to catch up with a guy who's doing... um, He's doing a charity walkathon at the moment. And I'm trying to catch up with him. One, because I'm, I'm. I don't understand how people put themselves through it. I know they're doing it for a good cause. But I'm such a lightweight, it's beyond belief. I just couldn't do it. I was asked if I would uh, be interested in doing something for charity next year. And it's like a massive walk across England. You know that walk-to-walk, coast-to-coast, LA-to-Chicago one? Not actually LA-to-Chicago, but... uh, Is it Carlisle or something over to Newcastle? Not quite as exotic, is it? Anyway, I've been asked to do that, and I've declined straight away. I am the biggest lightweight ever. You listen to Casimir Podcast, Casimir Podcast, Casimir Engine Show Podcast. First track from the new album by the Indianas from Buxton. I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. So last night I got a chance to chat with Mark from the uh, Indianas, Buxton's finest indie band. And we had a chat about the new album being released on Friday. This is Fire in the Heart from the new album. And Mark's coming up next.
Hi, mate. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, Chase, thanks. Good. Chase for ringing. No, thanks ever so much for doing this. It's all right. Hey, I've been, playing your, I've been playing your album all day in the car. You like it? How good's that? Yeah, oh, brilliant, that's great, that's what we want to hear, yeah. You've got, to be, you've got to be dead chuffed with that, it is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we're really pleased with it, it's fantastic, we've been, it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a long process really, we actually finished it nearly three years ago. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we've never released it, so, but we've got to a point now where we feel we can sort of release it, it's, it's been a long process of edits and all sorts of things really artwork deciding when we want to do it and then we've had a lad leave and then he's sort of uh, through work commitments and then he's sort of uh, started to play with us a little bit again so we feel we just thought let's get it released let's listen let's get it out there for people to listen to it, it, it is it is extremely extremely good um but I mean, three years in, in make it so when i first came across you it was through seb makeamson yeah, yeah, good old Seb, yeah. Good old Seb. He's put me onto a, quite a few bands. Um, but, yeah, he's um, got good taste, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he put me, probably put me in touch with you. It must have been, yeah, it must have been getting on for three years ago. And you had, yeah. oh, no, because the track that I was playing at the time is the last track on the album, I think. Right, yeah, well, that was, I think, that was our second release and that is about that's probably about six years ago oh right yeah that is that was our second release we released two singles early days uh, uh flying eye and uh, uh where did all the good times go which is the one you're on about yeah. i think yeah uh and we got really with the first release flying Eye, we we made it to like 52 or something in the itunes chart and uh, we had a, and then we just gigged and gigged and we got to a, you know we got to a really good stage where we were you know we're on a good circuit with a lot of bands that are pretty famous now and stuff and then uh, a couple of the lads uh, the drummer and the uh, uh, lead guitarist uh, they kind of left to do their own thing and they're in a really good band now they're like a covers band but they're, yeah. you know they're good brilliant musicians and uh, me and Jed just thought Jed's the singer uh, we just thought, you know, we'll just carry on and, and, and get somebody else to... Because we got all these songs written, you know, in his heads. And, yeah. and Not all of the songs, but a few of them were written and not recorded except the Flying Eye and the Where Did All The Good Times Go. And uh, it was like we got all these songs that we'd rehearse and rehearse and we didn't just want to give it up. We wanted to record them. That was the ultimate goal is to, you know, record his own music, get it out there for people to listen to. And we had a really good fan base and everything, but it set us back to find another guitarist and another drummer. Yeah. Uh, for a good couple of years, really. Uh, we we found some after about a year, but within that year, me and Jed were writing and demoing songs for you know for a whole year really which is where most of them songs were written the, the, you know after where did all the good times go and flying high Down. Put you into 
we then got to a stage where we then got a drummer and a guitarist and then we we had to sort of get them up to speed for gigs and you know getting they'd never played live before or anything and and we got to a stage where we were doing that and then we started writing some more songs and that's when we recorded the, the rest of the album so that was you know like well we finished it three years ago so uh, we got a couple of plays on BBC introducing and stuff, but Brilliant. they were just like sent in as non, you know, as they, they were album tracks. They were masters and everything, but we just, we just thought we recorded it. We've got to get it out there. So, but we, they weren't released as singles or anything. We just thought we'd wait and mm-hmm. record a, an album, you know, get the album out there as a as a, a whole thing. We, we never said that the Indianas would ever be kind of like a singles band. Really, mm. we always always about the album. You know what I mean? So. We have uh, we are pushing like a, a bit of a single on the album, which is the uh, Falling from Grace. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've got a video for that, you see. So we just thought that's a good one to just get out there and uh, and you know uh, promote the album with, really. So yeah, well, so the video we're, we're releasing the video fully on on uh, well probably tomorrow actually uh, really? for the uh, album release Friday. So. <laughs>
Um, how do you find a drummer and a guitarist for such a tight band? I mean, is that's the thing that comes across from yeah, in, in yeah. the album? It is it is absolutely as tight as a nut? Yeah, and we, but we, I mean, we we always said when we when we first started as a band, and we've always said to the lads that have always you know that when we, when the two new lads that came and and join the band yeah it was all about commitment and you know committing to that practicing twice a week and then you know probably gigging once a week as well but at first it was just can we practice twice a week get it half an hour set and we could go and play some bars in you know that just have you know uh, original music which is what you know we're all about mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, we uh, uh, got these two lads uh I knew one of them, and he, he actually, the guitarist, he actually went to school with my son. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, and he was a brilliant guitarist, and I always knew he was a good guitarist, mm. and then, uh, you know, he, he uh, I asked him if he fancied coming up playing, and he knew a drummer, and that's how uh, we got older, we got older of the drummer, and then, oh, you know, yeah, and they just, you know, committed... And uh, we just practiced and practiced and practiced till we were tight, and then practiced and practiced live, you know, played live till we were really tight. And we, yeah. we've had some, you know, fantastic gigs over the years. We've played, we've played all over. We've played Why Not Festival. We've played, uh, we've even played Britannia Stadium, which was 10,000 people, oh, which was wow. amazing. Uh, and we've, you know, we've had some really good gigs, and we've played with uh, uh, bands all over Manchester, Liverpool, Sheffield, London. We've, we've, we've really done the route over the years, but this last few years has been a lot, you know, quieter, getting yeah. up to speed, and and we're just about there to start really uh, get this album out there and start, you know, getting out playing live again. So yeah. So it's, that, it's all, so how long have the indies been around and how long have, have you been in music then? Have you been since a child? Uh, no, not really. No, actually, I mean, I'm, I'm 43, so I've been, I've, I've got, uh, I started playing the guitar when I was uh, 18. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I actually played bass in the band and then uh, and I, I got asked at one time many many years ago to join a band and because uh, I was always known for like singing and stuff at, mm. at work and uh, somebody asked me if I fancied joining a band with him and we started a covers band and we played you know parties and all over the shop and then uh, I knew of this other band who my mate was in who'd been in original bands he was always into writing songs and stuff and uh uh, he actually joined my covers band, and that's how I met. And we sort of then moved on. And he had a band called The Stand, and he asked me if I fancied joining them for playing bass because they hadn't got a bass player. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the Indianas was born from. They were born okay. from a band called The Stand. Uh, and we just, and the only reason we, and we had a really good following as The Stand, it was amazing. But uh, the, we had to change his name because it, it got to a stage where uh, every time you Googled the stand, you got like so, like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of like, uh, you know, all the things called the yeah. stand, with a lot of bands as well called the stand. Yeah. And we just thought, you know, if we're going to release a single and, and, and with this first single, we can kind of change that, change the Google search by calling ourselves something else a bit different. 
and we were all into indie music and it just jed the singer said look my brother's uh his, i think his brother actually said it to him uh what about the indianas and that's where that was born from but that's a few years ago now i think right. i think you know it's like six seven years it's probably about 2012 or i reckon we, yeah. we started as the stand and then and now here we are as the Indianas. So yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, really. But we're really you know chuffed with the album. We're we're so pleased it's out at last. We've we've not got any gigs lined up at the at the immediate time of release. We, we are playing a gig at the Queen's in Buxton on the fourth of uh, May. I'm coming. Uh, where we'll where we'll be playing uh, you know a lot of stuff from the album, but we'll be throwing in some indie classics as mm. well, cover wise. So. Yeah, and it'll you know it'll be mayhem. It's not the official album launch. We're going to try and do that a bit nearer when it's when it's it, a bit nicer weather and a bit more people are out and about. And it'll be mayhem. Did you just say? <laughs> yeah, it'll be mayhem in the Queens. Yeah, it'll be mayhem. It'll be chock a block full. I would imagine it's uh, when we normally play there. It normally is. So it's. Uh, yeah, it'll be mayhem. There'll be no tables to... in there because they take all the tables out and all the chairs. It's oh, just well, a room with the stage. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm old. I'll need a chair. I'll need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> but... No chairs. So listening, <laughs> no to, room. listening to the album this afternoon, right? I'm thinking, right, who's this band's influences? Because I can hear a little bit of the Who and probably you know a bit kind of little bit kind of modish. Am I going down the wrong route? Yeah, I would say you're on the right lines, really. Yeah, I think with with uh, you know with this there's quite there's quite a few, few different influence and, and age kind of wise with music in the band. So yeah, you're definitely right with the Who. I mean, Jed, the lead singer, he's a massive Oasis fan. He's he's Oasis. You know, he could probably play you every single Oasis song and sing it on the guitar. Is yeah. that is that into him? And and but we all like we all like bands like the Foo Fighters, that kind of stuff, oh, right. Kasabian, uh, all the Britpop kind of indie, and, you know, all this new indie that's coming out now with, like, Catfish and the Bottle Man, yeah, Sam Fender, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's all about the guitar for us. It always has been. It's We're, we're a guitar-based rock band, basically. Yeah. Is that what you were playing when you were playing bass at eighteen? Was it was it indie stuff straight straight away? Yeah, I would say yeah. Along them along them lines of those covers, so like the Who substitute and yeah. uh, you know them kind of like all right now free them really classic rock stuff, but also that that you know that british kind of rock mm. as well which was about at the time but all the ones that everybody loves as well because you you know you when you're in a covers band you're doing it for for the money mm-hmm. really more than anything yeah. else it was for fun as well but the fun with me was introduced really when uh, jed asked me to join the stand and it was all original stuff because uh, it then got me writing songs as well and you know we we've all we've all it contributed to the writing of the music and of the lyrics and everything on the album yeah. so you know we're and, and we even you know there's a couple of songs on there or one song on there which the other two lads recorded as well and they're credited on it as well for playing so you know we're all about yeah, we're brilliant. all about being all even and, and and just sharing his music really we're just glad to get it out i mean we've not done this for the money obviously because there's no money in this kind of music <laughs> unless you're unless you're absolutely mega you mega might make you know, Spotify or something well, like that. yeah yeah i don't think spotify is the way i think it, as a 
I mean, I'm no expert. I only like playing music, but I would imagine that the where the bands make the money is selling out stadiums yeah. really nowadays yeah. it's gigging artists. it's really strange because yeah. it used to be albums and stuff like that yeah, when I was right. a kid totally. and now it's yeah. all about the gigs and all about yeah. really about festival them season seats, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and it's, it's festivals cramming in those festivals. Yeah, which it is, is yeah. you know, I'm, I ain't doing festivals. I'm way, way too old for that kind of thing. But we've we've just played. Um, where do, did all the where did all the good times go? And I mean, that's like a, a mega anthem. So, yeah. how do you write something like that? Where do you start? Is it the tune? Is it the words? Or where do you start with something? To like be that? fair, with that song, I, I can't answer that question because Jed, that's Jed's. That's Jed's song. That is Jed yeah. wrote that, and and it's Jed's baby through and through. And uh, I don't know. I think he'd been through a few hard times and stuff in his life, and I think that's where all that is from the heart. I would imagine all that that stuff with Jed. Best. I know the the tough times and stuff like that, but you don't half get some good music out of them, don't you? Really? That's yeah, that's right. Thing, yeah, but... that's it. That's um, it. I mean, that's to- totally how Jed expresses himself through yeah. his music. I would definitely say that. Yeah, Does yeah. It... He's a brilliant songwriter. I'm his biggest fan. To be fair, I think uh, <laughs> I always tell him that because he's, he's an absolutely <laughs> fantastic songwriter. <laughs> There's eleven tracks on the album. Uh, it's yeah. called Shadows and Silhouette. That's right. Yeah. Um, the title track I thought was quite orchestral in the way it's set up. So. Are there, is there a trained musician who who kind of sets who's who's writing the actual tunes, and are they like a, a trained musician? Have they come from somewhere? You know, some classical no, or, or your bedroom no, chain? None of us, none of us are trained. No, none of us are classical. We've all we've all dabbled with music over the years. Yeah, uh, I think it's one of them. It's just it, if you feel it, you feel it, and it comes through in the. Uh, in the music, I mean, a bit of credit there to uh, Barrington, who's, who's produced the album down at Sound Up in Belper, because he he was uh, very helpful with all that sound, and, yeah. and he, I think I think the recording of it is it's us through and through. We always said when when we uh, became a band, we we're a live band, and it's hard to capture our. We've always thought it's hard to capture how we are live on an album and i don't think that album quite captures that but but i would say it's pretty close to how we play live yeah there's a snippet of a it sounds as though it's live there's some cheering and whatnot at the end and that yeah yeah that was absolutely spot a a live album would be a good move believe me yeah i mean that's why we put that on there really to just show that you know it was all you know it was that's how it is that's how it feels like when you when you're playing it that's the reaction we you know it's great it's a bit of fun more importantly where can we buy the album so you can buy the album on any digital outlet so all the mega ones apple music but it'll be on spotify on friday it'll be it'll be everywhere on friday anywhere you can get it if you uh, we're gonna get we'll have a, a a a website up and running soon probably this weekend and that'll have a, a an online shop to buy a hard copy of the cd as oh well. right that was my other question so what formats are you bringing it out in are you going well, like for wax yeah. cylinders for the hipsters and stuff like that or i mean it'd be, you know i mean it's i think it's every songwriter's dream to have some vinyl so yeah. i don't know i think to see the way it way it goes most people download music now and that, uh, 
you know, until until the real hardcore fans start asking for copies of vinyl and stuff, then we'll think about that at a later stage. But we will definitely have some hard copies on CD. Although somebody told me the other day to do tapes. Yeah, well, I'm looking... That's all the kids want. (laughs) Listen to that. That's the cows who uh, I'm a a big fan of in the States, and they've got... Yeah, it's all cassettes these days, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I know, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? As long as you've got your pencil to tighten yeah. up, we'll be all right. <laughs> They're a bugger to fast-forward and try and find your favourite track, if you know yeah, what that's I mean, the, so. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, Different yeah, sound, I never, though, isn't it? I never totally. play them. They're just nice to have, you know, they're like... Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a CD person. I've always collected CDs. I, even, yeah. even if I buy something or stream something, if I really like it, I'll buy the CD. Have you got any merchandise or anything like that that people... We've got a few T-shirts and stuff as well. They'll all be on the website as well. We'll probably put them all over Facebook on his yeah. Facebook page, which is the obviously www.facebook forward slash the Indianas, which is spelled T-H-E-I-N-D-I-E-A-N-N-A-S. Flipping it. <laughs> you should have stuck with the stand I can spell I know. that <laughs> I always throw another N in just in case usually yeah, so uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. thanks ever so much for letting us play the album and Brilliant. honestly like it. If, any, it, if anybody's listening hopefully people are listening but it is an absolute belter and it's well worth picking up it really is Brilliant. So, hey thanks for joining us on the podcast that's great thanks ever so lot, ever such a lot Brilliant. thanks for playing it really appreciate it I'll see you later All right, mate. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.
that was my chat with Mark from uh, the Indianas. Uh, just in case you didn't get all the details, I'm going to do this on the oof. Um, so, uh, the Indianas. So, how can I get in touch with the Indianas if I want to, Kaz? Right, well, they're the the Indianas. That's I-N-D-I-E-A-N-N-A-S. That's on Facebook. You've got a website, www.theindianas.co.uk. And you can grab a hold of the new album, and that's going to be available on uh, Spotify. It'll be available on iTunes. Um, and you can purchase it, um, Shadows and Silhouettes by the Indianas, on Songlink. And if you want more details about the album, you can get it by uh, contacting me on at Casimir Podcast on Twitter, at Casimir Podcast on Facebook, www.casimirengine.com. I'll stick all of the details on there, particularly if they go to uh, hard copy vinyl or cassette. Hey, how cool would that be? Indiana's album on vinyl. Suggestions of what colour that vinyl should be. I reckon traditional black. That would be so cool. So thanks very much to Mark. So after that, right all night last night, I went then I went, jumped in the Casmobile, dashed all the way over to Worksworth, and I went to the Royal Oak on North End, bumped into Stuart Wielden, film director, as you do when you go out for a quick shifty pint. But more importantly, I went to see um, one of the Wardettes, who are a regular two-inners of of Analog Trash Radio and of the Casimir Engine Show podcast. And Senior Wardette, he's putting in some miles in a -a walkathon. I can't think of another expression for it. Walkathon. Anyways, doing marathon, marathon mileage on his feet in aid of charity for cancer research. It's hashtag walk all over cancer. But I'm going to let Robert Ward tell you all about it. Might be a bit of background noise because it was in the pub. So thanks to everybody at the Royal Oak for letting us in, invade their privacy and uh, and give us a bit of room in the in the pool room. So here's Robert telling us all about um, walk all over cancer. So tonight we're joined um, by long-term listener, senior wardette. Senior Wardette, welcome to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Good evening. So we we want to chat, let me move this a bit closer. Want to chat because at the moment you're in the middle of a walkathon. Yes. Yeah. And it's you're doing how many steps a day? Uh, at least ten thousand steps a day. Ten thousand steps in aid of Cancer Research UK. Okay. How did you get involved in that? Well, um, I suppose I was inspired by my nephew Christopher and in January he did a triathlon so he didn't drink for the whole of January and I know what a challenge that was for him so um, 
so I thought well it was a nice way of doing something because when when bad things happen with cancer you don't really know what to do you feel a bit helpless yeah so you think if there's something you can do you, you know you kind of feel a bit better yourself but if you can raise some money as well then everybody wins what have been the challenges other than the exertion and going for a walk what have been the real challenges i think it's the 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 sort of regularity of it because to do ten thousand steps in a day isn't that difficult of a weekend if you've got a dog or you go shopping or something like that it's it's quite easy but when you're doing a normal day and for me it's quite a sedentary job so i'm in the car in a to do ten thousand steps you've got to really mean what you're doing so you've got to make the effort like last night I mean, I had five hours in the car got to the hotel realized i still needed to do a couple of thousand steps i needed to go and walk around a car park for yeah. 20 minutes so it's that commitment to, to just making sure you do it how's it been actually asking people to donate well, is that a difficult thing because there's a lot of charitable charitable things going around on the on the internet and yeah it's not that difficult because i suppose at first i didn't think much about the donation side which seems a bit strange but it was more about could i do it you know what's been the overriding thing is not letting people down because hmm. every day you walk ten thousand steps and i've never missed but there's always that fear that I, I, I post something every night through Facebook hmm. about how many steps I've done and the fear is not posting that you've done your 10,000 and that's what drives you and then the offshoot of that and I suppose that's one of the one of the good things about social media is that people can see your post and they can donate and uh, and yeah friends and family colleagues have all done their bit and posted money but there was never my first target was 100 quid yeah, and we did that quite simply, and I think you're just quite humbled by the whole experience. Then. And uh, and then as it starts to gain a bit of momentum, for me anyway, the money started to matter a bit more. And then you just put yourself out there as a way of raising money. Yeah. That's what it becomes. So. How far is ten thousand steps? It's approximately five miles. Oh, okay, five so, miles yeah. a day yeah. for how long? For a month? Thirty-one days. Wow. So, it's the, so how far is that from here uh, to roughly 150 miles? So oh, okay. when uh, they got hold of this through my work, they decided to work out where it was from Glasgow, where we're yeah. based and in, in the business. And it was the difference between walking from Glasgow to Aberdeen. Fantastic. So it's quite a long way, but you know, I know already I've beaten the 310,000. Uh, but I'll still keep doing my 10,000 a day. And how long have you got left? Uh, till Sunday, Mother's Day. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the big uh, finale, and uh, we've got a little bit of an event planned for the end of the day. So, yeah. local Indian restaurant. Oh, right. <laughs> and uh, how much have you raised so far? Uh, 1,210 pounds. No way. Yeah, 1,210. And, you know, every, every five or every pound, every tenner, uh, I've had a couple of very generous donations from people I know through work yeah but every you know whether it's been a fiver from a family member or 100 quid from a organization everything matters so it's um, it's a real humbling, humbling experience really is. so if people want to donate or they want to find you first of all where do they find you on Facebook well what I'll do I'll share a link with yep. your good self 
through the uh, Casimir uh, Engine Show podcast. You've been a listener for how long and you've got it wrong? I got that right. Oh, Casimir yeah, Engine, Engine Show podcast, podcast yeah. yeah. And uh, and then they can click on and just donate whatever they can afford. So yeah. uh, my uh, next target is 1500 but that could be tight because I've only got five days left. Yeah. But you live in hope. But, I mean, as I say, I started off with 100 quid. So to get to twelve hundred pounds is just fantastic. So I'm really Brilliant. pleased. So yeah, it's been um, a way of giving something back, and uh, yeah, cancer research is good because it covers the whole spectrum of cancers. It's not too yeah. specific, and having been affected and, and, and dealing with that, um, just giving something back helps. And the good thing that what they do is they tell you when you've hit certain milestones. Okay. And they tell you how much that value means to them and what it pays for. So even when you get to like 100 or 200 pounds, you're actually doing something really constructive. You're, you're training a nurse to be able to... Oh, right, and they let you know about all of that. They give you that information. Yeah. So it, it's well worth, when you do it, they guide you through. I even got a phone call a couple of weeks ago from someone from Cancer Research saying, what more can we help you with? Uh-huh. And yes, it's a charity. It's a bit like a business funds help us you know discover what we can do about this horrible disease so, so yeah it's been a well, very humbling experience well done mate I've we're really really <laughs> proud of you seriously <laughs> we're genuinely you know, so, really somebody said why do you do that i said you know the most enjoyable bits have been the bits where it's been howling a gale wind and rain and you get your gear on you put your earphones in and you do your bit and you walk and and that feels quite quite uh, rewarding in a way when it's been sunny and nice it's the kind of day that everybody goes out I think where you judge yourself is when you've been out and it's not been a nice day because you're doing it for a cause and, that, and that's what makes the difference so I'd urge anyone to have a go just do something they're always doing something they're always got things that they're offering but just go and raise a few quid it's great so what's next you're shaving your head bath of beans no I've I've got to convince one of my uh, good mates to come on a a long walk with me yeah next year I've already got some more walking yeah I'd like to do the um, the big thing which is to walk Hadrian's walk okay and so I've got to encourage this guy I know sitting not too far away from me and then uh, somebody else who I work with uh, we're quite up for that so middle of next year in the summer uh, doing the walk along to Adrian Moore so I think it'd be great it'd be brilliant. good luck with it oh well I'll let you know if we do it <laughs> I, I guess yeah I've still got to talk you into it no I'm not doing it <laughs> I really think you should All right. in fact what we should say is anyone who follows your podcast they should actually comment whether or not they think you should do it luckily no one follows yeah. the podcast so I'm alright I'm sure that's not true um Really, really well done. No, it's I been brilliant. It. So, and we've all been following you, and I'll share the posts. Thank you. Thank right. you very much. Cheers. The truth about dogs and wolves. A new EP from Five Mile Smile includes Brawling in Belfast and Call to Arms. Available from Bandcamp. rock and roll from a band called Five Miles Smile. These rock guys, and- yeah, they, they're a fairly hard rocking band. <laughs>
Thank you very much to Mark from the Indianas, to the Wardettes, and to you for tuning in. Spread the news. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter and on Facebook. Give us a share, give us a like, subscribe, and I'll see you next week. The Casimir Engine. Reliably mediocre.